All right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, proprietor of Dave Marketing, marketing specialist, media specialist, also man about town, event planner, and all-around good guy. This is uh, your 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 favorite host, by the way. Um, I just wanted to um, throw it over to my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir? Dave, everything's going good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist and All-Around Good Guy. Everything's good, Dave. What about you? Are well, you recovering? No, I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, <laughs> even, though it was, even though, you know, it was Sunday, you know, when all of this transpired, you know, I felt so good going into you know the game. We'll we'll talk more about the game later, but man, this is gonna hurt for a while, man. I'm telling you, oh, <laughs> you know, that's all I got to say. You know, it's gonna hurt for a while. You know, it was right there. It was right there for the for the taking. You know what I mean? Right. Well, here, let, let me ask you this, because you know, of course, I work from home, and I don't I don't get to work with anybody. What were people saying at work? Like what? what <laughs> like like what? What were most people's reactions? <laughs> A lot of people were in somber moods today. Um, they were. It's funny because a lot of we we had a lot of people didn't come in today. That was interesting. But uh, you know, then I work with about five cowboy fans, and of course, you know, they, <laughs> gave it to you. <laughs> you know, I got to hear their mouths. So you know, they they were good with it, of course, and and then um, you know, well. I mean, well, let me let me back up. You know, Monday was the worst day. I mean, because that's that's one thing. Um, and then uh, today, you know, we have some people out, and um, you know, people that would be that were Eagle fans. So I, I missed my backup. You know, the last mm-hmm. well, actually, two of these people I hadn't seen in two days. So. Um, but it's getting a little bit better, but man, that team, that the Eagles, I mean, and they had a great season. Don't get me wrong. They really did. But the, and, and, but to go out the way that they did that game, man, you mm-hmm. know, and right. the defense not played well, but like I said, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl shortly. I don't want to get too much into it right now. Cause I got a lot to say, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Well, no, Dave, so, Dave this, this, this is it. After we move on from here, Super Bowl done. It's just a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of these type of guys, man. You know, um, I I've always been a sports fan. You know, um, you know, so the teams that I rep, I rep. You know, and I I'm ride or die for like uh, my my favorite all time team has always been the Lakers so you know even my you know one of my online names is the Laker man but I've always been called that and I've always been an Eagle fan um and so you know when you have 
when you have uh, teams that you really, really ride or die with go down, especially in big games like that. It really, you know, it, if you're really a fan, it really rocks your core. And then I've been listening to a lot of the sports talk radio over the, you know, since the Super Bowl. And, um, man, this, this fan's been crying over the radio, on the radio, man. You know, I mean, the beginning of the game, I don't know if you saw, when the national anthem was being played, the coach was crying. Did yeah, you see I that? Yeah, I saw that. Yep, Syria. Yeah, I mean, not just little, not just, <laughs> you know, sniffling. That, the tears were falling down his face, you know. So right. that just tells you how emotional people get about this kind of stuff, man. So, so, but um, other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> I'll put it that way, so. Yeah, so uh, how about yourself? Uh, how was your your weekend and everything? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, other than that, my weekend was good. Um, you know, the, the Eagles game was a little disappointed. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm not a fanatic like yourself, but I was yelling at the TV. And, <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, that should have been their game, and it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, just like you said, they had a great season. Um, you know, uh, they made Philly proud all year up till yesterday, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean. You know, it's one of those things I like to say, uh, any given Sunday, and this Sunday just was not their Sunday. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, well, since, uh, well, was there anything else that happened with you over the weekend? Um, that was about it. That was the big, that was the highlight of the weekend. Yeah. 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 Pretty much it. Everything well, else was just chilling. Chilling. Okay. Well, since, since we both have kind of taken the lid off the jar, I guess we should go ahead and dive into dive into it, you know. So um since our first topic was gonna be the Super Bowl anyway, let's let's go a little bit deeper into um what we saw. So um first of all, the game. Um the you know, the you know, the backdrop um, to the game, you know, first and foremost, we had two black quarterbacks playing in the game first time ever. That was history. Um, they had the last and the only, um, black quarterback to start and win a game. Um, Doug Williams was also there at the Super Bowl, so that was great to see him there. Um, the opening performances, I missed the Shirley Ralph. Uh, I meant to look it up. I missed her singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I, I did. Yeah, how'd she do? Um, so it was a different rendition than we're used to hearing. I mean, she, she sang great, but I can honestly say I like the traditional. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I like the traditional Black amp, Black national anthem. Hers was, you know, it kind of made me think Broadway, almost like if, if there was a Broadway version of the Black Anthem, like th- that's yeah. what it kind of made me think of. And of course, that's her history. So, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, she had, she's done a lot of Broadway. So, um, okay. Um, I, I've seen some comments. I, I meant to look, I meant to look at it before we came on. Um, I just hadn't had a chance to do that yet. 
Um, uh, from the most from the comments I saw, most people seemed to like it. Okay, I mean, but then you know there was a lot of controversy around it because everybody was saying, "But why are they singing that song? Because it's mm-hmm. not normally sung at these games, right? You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so yeah. But they you know, represent. Well, well, Dave, 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 you just gotta tell them it's a black thing. You wouldn't understand. And they wouldn't understand. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And and you know the representation. I mean, after all, the league is mostly black. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm sure halftime show black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, why not let? Why not sing it? It is something. Yeah, it's always been one of my favorite songs. I mean, I remember learning it in elementary school, and we used to sing it all the time in elementary schools. That was like, oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We used to sing it. We used to sing it all the time. Um, it was something that um they made us learn, and um they wanted us to sing it. Um, so every time we had a music class or whatever, we would sing, um, lift every voice and sing. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I saw Babyface do his thing. Um, you know, um was it God Bless America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um I liked his version. He 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 kept it, you know, he kept it baby face move, you right. know. He, he you know, he had a little soulful little twist to it, you know, and so forth. But uh of course Babyface, you know, he did it his way and actually I I thought he did a great performance. And I tell you, I'll be honest with you. I like Chris Stapleton's um, performance um, with um, the national anthem. Yeah, but I like a, a lot of people had a lot of people had uh, good comments regarding that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was very touching, and you can, and like I said, you know, people were really into it, and, and it was an emotional version. And I like Chris Stapleton anyway because he got that soulful country twang to him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, yeah. So. Uh, um, so I was, you know, so I thought that was good as well. Um, the game itself, um, you know, you can see why both quarterbacks finished one and two as the best players right. in the league. Cause <laughs> Mahomes is as unbelievable. I will say that. I mean, he's just, you know, it looked like he was going to get knocked out the game and he just came back in and like nothing happened and just, I know. I know that second half, man. They just beat up on the Eagles. The second half, it was crazy. But Jalen, Jalen did his thing too. I mean, you yeah. know, Jalen yeah. made, you know, he had the one crucial mistake. But you know, but Jalen actually outplayed Mahomes yesterday. You know, um, mm-hmm. stat wise and everything, he actually outplayed him. Um, and Jalen's about to get paid anyway. He already signed a big contract. So, you know, and that performance yesterday definitely helped him seal the bag. I'm going to tell you that now. And so, yeah, I, um, I believe there was a stat that they showed on TV right before we got on today that um, Jalen's stats were better than the stats for the Eagles teams as far as uh, <laughs> yards completed, average yeah. carry per yard, yeah. average yards per mm-hmm. carry, touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, Jalen uh, did it all yesterday. I'm gonna be honest with you, he did. Mm-hmm. And and but the offense itself, the whole offense was 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 good. The defense, they were trash, man. Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, they were trash. They, they, they um, two of those plays when they were wide open in the end zone, I was just like, what? How are you they? how you get beat? How you yeah. get beat on the same play 
They ran right. the same play on the right side and then ran it on the left side. And the same result still happened. The guy was wide open going into the end zone. Two different guys with two different players, you know. I was like, this is ridiculous. But, hey, what can you say? It You know, it happened. Um, it was hard to watch. Um, and even with all, with as well as Kansas City played, Mm-hmm. They still needed they needed a field goal to win the game, right? Because you know, I mean, <laughs> um, even with the defense playing so horrible for the Eagles, the Eagles scored thirty five points and was right there with Kansas City. Right. It came down to who it came down to who had the ball last. That's basically yeah, that what last happened. possession. Yeah, so yeah, and if the Eagles just didn't get called for that penalty towards the end of the game and got that ball back earlier. I think Jalen would have got him down the field. I really do. So, but that between that, then we went into uh, we we had the halftime show. Uh, the last have you been reading ever since Rihanna uh, performed all the different things that people have been saying? You know, a lot of people are pretty upset. You know that, right? Um, are you talking about? Uh, non fans like non Rihanna fans. Well, yeah, yeah, like Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> did, I, I, you, I did, see, see, did you see what he had to say? Did you yeah. see what he said? Donald Trump folks, Donald Trump folks said that, that was the worst halftime show ever. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, he he, you know, there were yeah, non Rihanna fans probably, um probably would have a lot to say um you know the set was was crazy i will say that i mean to have Mm -hmm. her suspended the way they you know they did and all that but a lot of people were a lot of people um you know she had all the dances whatever and we we you know everybody's anticipating rihanna coming out and just setting it off you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And then we see this woman standing up there in all red, and we and and look, we look. What was your reaction when you first saw her, and then you saw the stomach? What did you say to yourself? Did you did did you say is she pregnant? Of course. Uh, was it was your wife watching with you? Yeah, I mean, we 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 both kind of said it like <laughs> like she looked pregnant. <laughs> And then I then then you then you start counting back in your head you, in the months back and you, wait well maybe she still got the baby weight on her yeah yep yep and, and the, that that's what I was thinking after that and then of course you know shortly after that it was confirmed and I was like okay well, well you, I was well, you, reading, you, you, I, uh, I, I was gonna say real quick so it kind of threw me off because so you know um, the guy who produced the Super Bowl halftime show is from Delaware um, Adam Blackstone. So Adam Blackstone is from Delaware. I'm sorry, he lives in Delaware now. He lives in Middletown. Are you yep. serious? Yep, he lives in Middletown. And yeah, Adam Blackstone is everywhere, man. Every time yeah. there's, a, especially if there's a black show, he's always the guy that's on there, you know. So right. He, so prior to the Super yeah. Bowl, he said that um, at at the at the halftime show, there's gonna be a big, there's gonna be like it's gonna be a surprise or full surprise or a big surprise. So I'm thinking 
there's going to be a lot of people performing. So, you know, we saw Jay-Z early at the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, he's probably going to come on at halftime or Kanye is going to come on during halftime. So, like, I was waiting for one of those surprises. And it wasn't until afterward when they confirmed she was pregnant. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I I guess that was the surprise. Surprise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, and they kept alluding to that she was going to have a special guest. I guess that was a special guest, uh, you know. So, so mm, mm, mm. Um, they really tried yeah. to pull a trick us on that one day. But that was that was the thing, and that's why a lot of people are upset because they feel that they got played, you know. And then, um, you know, of course, she was lip syncing um, during the performance, and you know, and we used, to, you know, we didn't get to see her move the way we probably know she probably would have mm-hmm. moved the way, you know, if she wasn't pregnant or whatever. Um, but it was just interesting that they would allow her to perform. Well, I guess they've been, you know, they've been selling it so long now, you know, because they seem like she could have made other arrangements or whatever the case may be. And the fact that she chose to announce her pregnancy that way. Right. Because I was looking, when I first when I first saw her, I was saying, wait, she looked pregnant. And I said, <laughs> And then I go on Twitter, right? You know, because yeah. Twitter, you find everything. Uh-huh. And I and I and I see Jamel Hill talking about it. Jamel Hill said, mm-hmm. "I'm sitting here watching the Super Bowl halftime show." And then she goes, "Is Riri?" And then she goes, "Dot dot dot," <laughs> you know, like that, right? And so, and then her next tweet says, "Confirm." And that's right. all it said, confirmed. And I said, mm-hmm. uh-huh, she's pregnant. Yeah, so so um, I was like, that was a big surprise. Nobody saw that coming. And no, they hit it well. Not. They hit it well. So, and um, um, I was like, well, she sounded, she sounded pretty good and so forth. But then I started paying attention. I said, oh, she lip syncing. That's why she sounded yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is what it is. Um. Uh, yeah, so next year's show, they're going to have to come correct. And I have a feeling it's probably going to be a white artist next year. Oh, I really we, do. We, we we already know this. Without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. In uh, fact, they, they, they probably already have it lined up now. I um, think it would be um, Taylor Swift. No, I, I feel like that's too predictable. <laughs> but do, do you know you know that the you know the artists don't get paid for the Super Bowl shows, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of that, you know, that they do and whatever, they get a budget. The budget says, okay, you can have this, this, and this, and you know, you go from there. But they don't pay, you know, you don't get paid for any of that stuff. Um if you want to invest some of your own money, they let you do that. And you would say to yourself, why do these big artists want to do this show if they know they're not they're not going to get paid for it? But the exposure is crazy. And especially, yeah. you know, a lot of these artists, you know, they're promoting something or, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of them got new records out or whatever. And this is the way it's always a, it's always an increase in sales and whatever the artist ha- is pushing at that particular time. So that's why. Right. It's a prime thing to do, and everybody wants to do that. So, um, so even though she didn't, you know, I mean, we hadn't seen Rih- 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 Rihanna um, perform in 
Gosh. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. You know, so for her to come out and do the show, that's what everybody was so excited about. So but it was interesting. Um and the next thing I wanted to bring up, of course, we always gotta talk about the commercials. Did any commercials stand out to you during the show? Um, yes. The the two B commercial. Almost Everybody's talking about the two B commercial. Everybody's talking about the two B commercial. Yeah, Dave, that that was the most ingenious commercial that was yesterday. Okay, all right. Because right. I, I was seriously, Dave, that thing, the the TV started flipping, and I'm really looking for. I'm like, who is who's messing with the remote? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, they, yeah, they they did get everybody with that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Because I was like, well, why is the channel changing? And what's going on here? You know, so, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they got, they got everybody. I was like, okay, Tubi. <laughs> Tubi must be getting ready to charge for, for stuff now. <laughs> you know, so. Um, and um, what about? Oh, um, the, the Dunkin' Donuts the commercial. You like the Jennifer the, Lopez one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is always a winner. Pepsi Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Ben Stiller commercial. Uh, to Volta, Donald Faison, and, and those mm-hmm. guys. I I thought it was interesting that they would do the old um, Grease um, music, you know, to their song. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 Maya Rudolph commercials for the uh, M and M candies. You know, that basically got her. You know, she they're canceling her. You know, they're bringing back the candies. Did you hear about that? I'm sorry. Explain. They're canceling her. Well, you, yeah, you know Maya Rudolph. I think we mm-hmm. talked about it last week. Remember, Maya Rudolph had had Eminem candies um, because they were feeling so much heat from, um, you know, because the the candies were representing too many. Right. You know, they were being too woke. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, well, now they're bringing the candies back because you know a lot of people didn't like the fact that they were they had stopped the candies from mm-hmm. having commercial and then Maya they didn't like the whole thing with the Maya candy and all that stuff and so they're uh bringing the candies back okay. to do the commercial yeah so so um um there was another one that oh I like the Jack Harlow one with the uh Dorito commercial I like that too with the triangles did you see that um, I did. I probably had to see, see it again because I kind of forget. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, I, I did like that one. Uh, Doritos always sneaks in a good commercial. Uh, always. So, um, And it seemed like there was something else that I saw that I really liked. But, you know, the, the money that they're spending on these commercials, Leonard. Oh, unbelievable, yeah, man. I mean, the cheapest that you can spend for a 30-second spot now is like $7 million. Crazy. Seven million dollars. Unbelievable to me. And then you look at these companies, you know the company's gotta be making money if they're gonna put out these spots. And some of them are doing more than one commercial, so you know, yeah. they they're killing it. You know. I mean, well, um, I mean it's kinda of like this. I mean, even though we think about a lot of money, it's an investment in, in their advertising and marketing and one thing they know is that during the Super Bowl, people are going to watch the commercials. Yep, that's right. They're going to watch them. Even if you're in 
a bar full of people and you can't necessarily hear the sound. People are still focusing mm-hmm. on the TV. You know, that's what's exactly. so funny. Yeah. So, um, but overall, um, that particular day, um, you know, I thought they did a good job overall. Um, the game was good. There was a lot of black history involved in that game. And, you know, cause we are still in black history month for everybody, but uh, <laughs> It's, it's almost over. It's going quickly, <laughs> you know, but we're still in Black History Month. And we were at uh, Sunday. We kind of took front stage that day. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That, that right there um, was Black History Sunday. Yeah, it was. It was. And um, so we can definitely say um, that uh, I think we look good. I think we looked at, good that day. And um, we... Um, we handled it well. So even though my team lost, uh, our team lost uh, that day, um, you know, hell of a season uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody saw them going that far this year. And it's, a you know, hopefully it won't be the last time they get there. So Philly had a good run. I mean, you know, this, this, this past season, they had three teams that actually made it to the championship game. They had the the wings, the soccer team. They lost in the final game. Uh, of course, we know what the Phillies did, man. That run the Phillies went on was right. crazy. And, you know, um, lost in game six out of uh, out of the seven game series, and then you know Sunday the Eagles. Um, so they got nothing to hang their heads. You know, you know they turned. You know the the team. They turned everything around into a winning city again. I guess now we got to see what the Sixers are going to do. <laughs> you know, see if the Sixers can do right. anything. So, so but, um, you know, um, Super Bowl Sunday, that's our recap for Super Bowl Sunday and everything with it. Um, yeah. I'll get there by the end of the week, I guess. I'll start <laughs> a better, you know, All so. right. Uh, new, news and trends fan. Uh, make sure you send Dave your condolences. He, <laughs> yeah, he is he's yeah, mourning yeah. a loss right now. Yeah, and um, don't worry, I won't be on any ledges. Uh, um, the rest of the week, uh, I'll, I'll try I to avoid not. any ledges. Okay, all right. So, all right, let's move on to our next story. All right, Dave. So our first story that we're going to talk about today is um, a story of Huntsville. Alabama City Councilman Devin Keith, who um, they're alleging has stolen from 30 different Walmarts, totaling $491, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, So basically, the warrants filed for his arrest list four, four alleged incidents at Walmart stores beginning November of 2022 with the last incident, February 2nd. Um, He was actually arrested at a Walmart and charged with theft. Um, So when he was arrested, um, he stole a $22 pair of headphones and later on social media, he said that he was using the self-checkout and he thinks he may have failed to pay for the headphones before leaving, <laughs> before leaving the store. So, you know, it, it's okay. just interesting that this is our, um, well, not our, 
for their city councilman. Okay. Uh, so the, the city attorney's office said that it was it was not pursuing the February second charge in court, but instead that the charge was going to be included in a list of warrants to be heard this week by the um, their district court. Um, the city councilman turned himself in, and right now it looks like he's awaiting, I guess, whatever that you know the fines will be. So in total. There were, I just said there were four warrants. November 14th, he stole $129 worth of groceries and other items. November 15th, he stole $169 worth of groceries and other items. The 28th, probably getting ready for New Year's Eve, stole $169 <laughs> worth of groceries and other items. And then February 2nd, in honor of Black History Month, he stole $22 pair of headphones. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just wow. crazy. He was busy. He was busy. Yeah, and yeah, no. he, he was. He was. But you know, one thing that made me think about, because I'm sure he had money, he didn't need to steal. So you know how they talk about people having an addiction. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably guessing he has some type of, you know, theft addiction because you know this this is not this is not normal for what you what you would consider a city council, maybe. Yeah. Well. Do do you know any? Do, have you ever met anybody or know anybody that has that type of addiction? Uh, you know, for stealing. Not directly. Okay. Um, I know people who have had that addiction, <laughs> and let me tell you, man, if you hear them, I mean, it's well, it's not unlike any other addiction that you might yeah. hear about, you know. But the, you know, this one particular person was um she was part of a a very infamous group of um shoplifters and boosters um here um well in the Wilmington area and you know that people have known about this group for years. I mean they were legendary, you know. And um she was she was one of these girls that would go around to different stores and take things. And she was like she used to tell me about, you know, stuff that she would do. Matter of fact, I was with her one time and she boosted something and I didn't even know that she did it. And she just says that when you, she said, when you go in your store and you see something that you want, your only focus in your mind is getting that item at no matter, you know, no, no matter what cost. Wow. And so you sit there and you plot in your head how you're going to get this item and how you're going to make it. And this is exactly what she said, how you're going to make it just disappear. She said, you become <laughs> the ultimate. She said, you become mm. the ultimate magician because you have to figure out how you're going to make this item disappear and without being caught. Right. And because, you know, she's just, and she was very good at it. Matter of fact, that day, we were talking. I was with her in um, Concord Mall. And I'll never forget. You remember the store at Wilson's? Um, leather? Yeah, the leather store that used to mm-hmm. be up there in Concord Mall. We were in there, and she was talking to me, and there was a leather jacket on, uh, you know, because remember how they would have the, the, the wire chains to the right. jackets and everything? And there was this leather jacket, and she asked the guy, she said, can I try this leather on? And, um, you know, she tried it on 
and she really liked it. She said, she gave it back to the guys. She said, you know what? I'm going to get that leather. So uh, she said, you can stay here with me or you can go ahead and do what you got to do <laughs> and we'll meet back later on. Yeah. So I come back. Uh, I ran down to the other end of the mall to uh, store down the other end. And we were going to meet at that Riviera Pizza uh, place because we wanted to get some pizza before we left. <laughs> she comes to the store at Riviera and she's got this bag in her hand because she had went shopping somewhere else and she got she bought something somewhere else. She had this big shopping bag. And we go back to uh, Riviera and then, you know, I said, uh, so what did you end up buying? She said, oh, I ended up buying. Oh, she, she bought something from um, um, Macy's. And then she she said, oh, and I, I decided that I was going to get me something else, too. And she said, take a look in the bag. The leather coat was in the bag letter. <laughs> I said, did you buy that? She said, no, you know, I didn't buy that. I told you I was going to get it. And I said, you still walking around in this mall with that thing? Right. And she said, nobody. She said, I guarantee you, they never saw it. I guarantee oh you. The, the only way they're going to know that is missing is they're going to see. Uh, and these girls carried all kinds of tools, wire cutters, mm. all kinds of stuff in there. They had it in their jackets, Leonard, sewn into their jackets. And she said, they only, she said, they won't notice it until they see the the empty hanger and the wire that I cut to take it off. But she dropped it right in the bag and nobody saw her do it. And I was like, but then she said, and the, the, the exhilarating part of it is getting away with it. And that's, that's their high. It's like a junkie. That's their high. So this guy, if this is what he's doing on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that's his thing. And that's what, you know, now, why hasn't he been relieved of his position, though? Yeah, I mean, and and that may be something that's coming. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so like when they asked him about it, he said, at the advice of my legal counsel, I will no longer be discussing my ongoing litigation. I've received a court date and I will give my final statement at tomorrow's city council meeting. More importantly, know that I love you and I thank God for you. So. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we will. It's about to go down. See. It's about to go down. It's about yeah, to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it's yeah. even funny. Kind of like you said, those were four incidents that he got caught. But, you know, we can probably be sure he's he, done this many times in many stores. Did, was it saying that he got caught during those four times? Well, we know about the last time. Was, no. So, was he, did they see no. video? Did they see video yeah. of him? Yep, video. Okay, so but they didn't. Was, they didn't. He was not caught at those other times, though. No, and and you know, I don't remember. You no, know, you remember. You remember we talked this story about Target that they allow yeah. you to. I mean, that's yeah, funny to say, steal up to a certain yeah, amount. Yeah. So yeah. Um, apparently, I think what what hurt him was he was a city councilman, so he's probably more visible than you know a random Dave Coker walking into the store. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Wow, of course, if they, if a random Dave Coker walked into a store, if I took t- if I took ten dollars worth of stuff, I'm going to jail. So oh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. So, 
All right. Wow. That's deep. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to good luck to the brother. <laughs> yes, sir. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh and stay out of those stores, brother. Stay out of the Walmarts, right. man. Go go to the Target. You can work out better there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, you know, no. we'll 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 see if um you know we hear anything more about that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. What's next? Yep, so our next story is a story out of um the Dallas area. So Dave, I don't know, maybe about a week ago earlier this uh February, did you hear about some monkeys that were missing from the Dallas zoo? Didn't we did we talk about that? Um I'm not sure we talked about it on air. I, I feel like it's something we might have talked about, but it might not have been on yeah, air. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like we talked about it too. I just yeah, but it may not have been on air, but I feel like we talked about it, yes. Okay. So now um Davion Irvin was arrested in connection with stealing two Emperor Tamarin monkeys from the Dallas Zoo. And he told investigators that if he is released, he would do it again, which <laughs> which is just crazy. So Irvin pointed to his lover animal as his motive for stealing from the zoo, which had seen a slew of specific, uh, suspicious activity. He told police that one night, he, I'm sorry, on the night of the theft, he waited until dark and scaled a fence to get into the zoo. So he basically broke into the zoo. Once inside, he cut the metal mesh of the monkey's enclosure. And once he had them in his possession, he made his escape. Surprisingly, um, he did not have a, a getaway vehicle. He used public transportation to flee from the zoo. So he used their the Dallas area light rail system. And it looks like eventually um, he hid them in a church and that's where the animal was found. Of course, you know, they had him on video. I guess it just took a little while to identify him. But they also think he was in connection with some of the other incidents of uh, animals missing from the zoo prior as well. Specifically, um, a clouded leopard named Nova, which... um, his fence was cut and he was roaming around in the zoo area. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And uh-huh. and I'm I'm so, and I'm, I'm sorry. Davion was a black man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess he was also a monkey's uncle too. Um so <laughs> news I'm and trend fan. I could re- I could resist. I'm sorry. Don't, don't um, quit your day job. <laughs> they, but anyway, they need you there. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, th- this is a a weird story, and um, you know, the dude. I don't know if he's trying to, you know, get his Michael Jackson on or what what he's doing, but monkeys and and and, and you know, this is. This is just not a good look for us to hanging out with monkeys. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, you know, even on top of that, we just talked about people stealing. You know, yeah. so it's like, okay, you're stealing some monkeys. First of all, what are you going to do with them? Like, if you love animals so much, are are you a- really able to take care of them? 
Because, you know, I mean, these are what? Tamarin, Emperor Tamarin monkeys? Like, <laughs> where, where are you going to put them? And monkeys are very temperamental an- animals. Yeah. Excuse me. And if you don't know what you're doing, now, maybe he has some experience with them. I don't know. But if mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing with monkeys, monkeys are not, you know, you, you, you fool around having a planet of the apes going on, man. I'm telling yeah. you, you know. Um, <laughs> so you have to be real careful. Uh, and then he tried to, you know, he takes the monkeys to the, to a church and try to get them saved. But I mean, I don't understand right. what's the, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Get it. but you know, so, but, um, Hey, you know, this guy, this guy, uh, all the animals that he can, um, you know, have attachment to, and I guess he's going to put a vest on the monkeys and, and call them his emotional support pet. So I don't right, know. Maybe, you know, you know, so, um, well, and, 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 I, and I think we know he's not too bright because I don't know if I get arrested for a crime. The last thing I say is when I get out, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And the, the, and he's bragging about that. He's going to do it again. I mean, um, you know, right now he's going to keep fooling around where the monkey's going to be freer than he is, you know, because he's going to end up in jail. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah um, they, so. they, they both got to be back in cages. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, at least those, mon- those monkeys will be, um, you know, well, they're part of a zoo, so people will see them and enjoy them. Yeah. I don't, I don't think his situation is going to be as, as fun as the other ones. So, oh, you know. I'm sure not. Yeah, yeah, but uh man, that's that's crazy. Uh and and a, and, and you said uh uh was that um a lot uh, that was a cougar you said right? Um it was, it was some it was some type of leopard that leopard. apparently okay, leopard. he had um released somehow I think cut in the cage. So you now this this leopard was found in the zoo area, but just right. just not in his enclosure. Yeah, well, uh, that leopard, you know, that's different. You know, you fool around with a, a leopard versus uh, monkeys. I, I, I right. guess he said, <laughs> I, I got to be careful with this, <laughs> you know. So he said, but I'm going to let him roam around. I'll figure it out later. So because the only way he's going to get that leopard out of there was uh, probably um, put him to sleep or something like that mm-hmm. and try to get him out of there. So, um, uh I don't know. I, what makes people do this kind of stuff, Lenny? Are they bored? Uh, I, I don't know. I, well, I mean, it, it must be some type of addiction. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. he's not in his right mind. Yeah, well. How, did they say how old he was? No, but he, he looked fairly young. He looked like he was in his 20s. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Good luck to him. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Good luck to him. We'll see what happens with him. Um, hopefully, his addiction for stealing or or trying to, or wanting to have these kind of pets, or is not going to be the death of him. You know what I mean? Right. So, huh, I tell you, uh, Black History Month, man. We're making history. So, um. Moving on to our next story. Yeah. Uh, speaking of black history, this story is uh, about 
Um, let's see. Uh, it's it's about a the moving of the oldest schoolhouse for blacks black children. Um, it was being moved to a Virginia um, museum. The name of the school was the Bray School, which originally stood near the college campus of William and Mary, and um, and as many as. 30 free and enslaved black students um, went there um, at a time. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. Uh, it says, um, and like I said, this is going on in Williamsburg, Virginia. It said, a building believed to be the oldest surviving schoolhouse for black children in the U.S. was housed on a, uh, hoisted, I should say, on a flatbed truck and moved a half mile Friday to Colonial Williamsburg, a Virginia museum that co continues to expand its emphasis on African American history. The original structure, built 25 years before the American Revolution, stood near the co college campus of William Mary and Mary. The Pinewood Building held as many as 30 students at a time, some of them free black children studying alongside those who were enslaved. Now, that's got to be interesting. You got free black children, and you got enslaved back black children. And yeah. we know children, you know, or any of them say, hey, you, 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 you still a slave. Right. You know, you know, you know, you know how kids are, you know, or whether they even knew the difference at that time. Because, you know, the fact that, um, they only allowed them to, you know, the enslaved ones to do so much reading and writing anyway. So, but it's funny that you can have free ones and enslaved ones learning at the same time. Um, let's see. It says hundreds of people lined the streets to celebrate the slow speed trip into the heart of the living um, history museum, which tells the story of Virginia's colonial capital through interpreters and restored buildings. Um, for historians and descendants alike, the Bray School contradicts the belief that all enslaved Americans were uneducated. But the school's faith-based uh, curriculum um, created by English charity also justifies slavery and encourages students to accept their fate as God's plan. Wow, that's deep. Um, religion, religion was at the heart of the school, and it was not a gospel of abolition, said uh, Maureen um, um, Ergersman Lee, director of William and Mary's Bray School Lab. There was a need to uh, um, to bring uh, salvation while still doing anything to destabilize uh, uh, the institution of slavery, Lee said. Save the soul, but continue to enslave the body. It was the here verse versus, it was the here versus the hereafter. So, I, you know, I saw this once before about this Bray School. 
And I wanted to bring it to our attention this time around because, you know, they said this is one of the um, oldest schools um, to be, well, they said it's the oldest one that they still knew of. And uh, the school was established back in 1760 as the recommendation of Benjamin Franklin. So, and this was before the revolution in 1776, right? Um, So, and the the charity also set up schools in other cities, including New York and Philadelphia. I think there was a pretty popular black school up in Hokesson too. Were you familiar with that? Yeah, it's called um, the Hokusson Colored School or something like that. Right, School for Colored or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. and I know that was one of the oldest schools around too. Yeah, they just recently had a um, they like a almost like a restoration process of the school. Right. Yeah, because it's uh, it's one I know was recognized as a historical um, landmark, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, because I I heard about that school. Um uh let me see, when did I hear about that school for the first time? Maybe about fifteen years ago. I didn't know anything about that school. And then um apparently it's on the who's who's map too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So sure. yeah. But that you know, so these schools these schools that were out there like that. And the fact that this has ties to Philadelphia, um, you know, Benjamin Franklin and everything, um, it's it's good that they, it's good that they allowed us to read, you know, to, to learn um, everything. Um, but then they also kind of kept us in check with saying, for those that were still enslaved, hey, this is what you, this is your life, and this is what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But we're going to teach you. How, we're going to teach you while you're enslaved as well. So, um, let's see. I was reading. I was reading in the article. They were talking about a particular guy. His name was Isaac B. A brave student would would run away as an adult from a slave owner named Louis Burwell, and add that Burwell placed in the Virginia Gazette in 1774 offered a cash bounty for his return and warned that B could read. <laughs> that's scary because yeah, he could really. read, you know? So that's saying, oh, uh, he might be, he might be slick because he can read and he knows how to get around things. Right. So they, well, you know, well, you know they I, I never say, really want us to read. They didn't want yeah, us to well, read. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost like they say, there ain't nothing more dangerous than an educated black man. Yeah, there you go. And that's what it comes from right there, you know? So, um, because, you know, just think if you got a, if you got, um, slaves working for you and you got paperwork sitting around that says, uh, that the, that the slaves were free, you know, at 10 years prior to that point, it is sitting on the desk and you're still enslaved, not knowing that you could be walked right out of that place at the any time if you knew mm-hmm. how to read. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they didn't want us reading. I mean, they didn't want us reading for that reason. So um I just thought it was an interesting story. I'm glad that 
you know, they didn't just tear tear this place down. Um, you know, if you for those that are listening, if you ever want to read about it, you know, this uh you can look it up. It's called the Bray School. And there's been a lot written about the Bray School, so that's really cool um that they moved it to Williamsburg. Have you ever been to Williamsburg? Yes, yeah, so I went in middle school. But we we did Colonial Williamsburg, but yes, right. But yeah, that's the area. Yeah, that's the same area. So, yeah, it's it's interesting place. You know, did it, did you go to Bush Garden and all that too while you were down there? No. So w- when we went down, we went just for the trip. I mean, I've I've been to Bush Gardens, you know, outside of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that always, you know, that that area is definitely different and. Um, but it's very, it's very um, inf- um, educational. A lot of stuff down there to see about how people live and everything. Um, they are getting better with showing our history down there. It, <laughs> For a, you know, at a colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah wow. They are getting better. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. They have made a commitment because I remember hearing about this a while ago that they are making a commitment to definitely showing more about the black experience, um, you know, and how, you know, going back to slavery, moving forward down in that area. So, yeah, definitely. So kudos for them moving at uh, schoolhouse and trying to keep it reserved. And of course that is history there. So that's great. All right. You guys are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Len. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our show. Um, we always uh, we always like your feedback. So if you heard something so far that you like to fee- uh, give us feedback on, definitely um, send us a note on our newsandtrends.com website. Or, of course, you know how to get in touch with us. You can always drop us a note. And, you know, we also have our Instagram page and, of course, Facebook. So... All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, Black families are changing the educational landscape through um, homeschooling, communal homeschooling. Um, This is an interesting story. Um, I didn't want to get too much into the story, per se, but I I wanted to kind of have an open dialogue about your thoughts on homeschooling. uh, the the story was talking about a family who uh, they were raising their kids and, and the mother, you know, was noticing that the kids were not getting all of the education that she felt that they should be getting. Um, there was a lot of missing information that she felt that they could have. And let me say this mother is black and she has black children, you know, black family. Um, in uh, Cypress, Texas. Um, <laughs> see, like, we can't get away from Texas. Huh? Texas is always mm-hmm. something going on in Texas, yeah. right? Um, and um, uh, her name is uh, Trilandra Stewart is the lady's name, and she had three daughters. Um, and, <laughs> you know, she just kind of started questioning the school system as far as what they were learning and so forth. And she decided to get with some others. Um, parents and start homeschooling her kids. Um, the reason I kind of brought this up, like I said, I didn't want to get too deep into the story. And she, it's been a successful move for her, and she definitely feels that she 
Um, the kids are learning more and, and she thinks they'll be more college ready if they choose to go to school now versus the way they were learning before. Um, a lot of parents are starting to go to the homeschooling. Um, is this something that, um, especially those parents who are working from home now, um, you know, it of course makes things a little easier for them if they don't have to do a lot of running around and whatever, or worrying about, and this is the major thing, people are worrying about sending their kids to school anymore mm -hmm. because of all that's happened with all the, you know, shootings and stuff like that. So, um, first of all, have you ever thought about homeschooling yourself? Not really. Um, I will say when I worked for, um, when I worked in a school system doing marketing, I worked for a third party company called K-12, which does have a homeschooling program. Um, I've never really thought of it because one, I'm like, okay, who's going to be the teacher? And if I'm home all day trying to get my work done, you know, I, I, don't, I, I personally, I don't have time to monitor my kids to make sure they're doing their work. And especially if, if I'm to be the one teaching them, you know, now the communal homeschooling, you know, I do believe that could be more effective where, you know, let's say there's a neighborhood and, you know, maybe four or five kids come together and they're all under one, uh, you know, one roof and they kind of do it like a homeschooling curriculum. Um, I, I can go a lot more for that. And, you know, I think one, like, I just don't want to isolate my kids to not having a normal. And, and I mean, they, you know, we don't know what normal is nowadays, but, you know, whatever a normal kid um, environment is. I mean, my kids already don't play outside. They stay in the room, which is weird anyway. So I don't want them to be, um, you know, their education, you know, be all by themselves as well. Well, what about yourself? Well, you know, I, I did homeschooling before. Now keep in mind, I did it. Gosh. Uh, my oldest son who 39 now, um, mm -hmm. he, uh, we homeschooled him for me and my ex-wife. We uh, homeschooled him for like three years. But this was during a time that homeschooling was still kind of a secret type thing. You know, right. um, I, I the reason that we did that with him was because he was having some issues in school um, with reading. And we had him in a private school at first. And he was there at the private school for a year or two when his teacher who happened to be the principal of the school um, came to us and said that she felt that she that he was having too much uh, too hard of a time with the reading uh, and he was reading at a lower level than he should have been and she didn't think that she can help him because she really didn't have the time to help him and they basically told us that we had to remove him from the school. So we basically, you know, 
Okay, so what what next? We didn't want to put him in the public school system because we felt he would get lost and not do well. And one day we just happened to see an ad that happened to be um, in the newspaper at the time mm-hmm. that um, they were having this big homeschooling conference Expo. down at oh, a conference. yeah yeah down at Dell State mm-hmm. um, that was. Started on Friday, and it went all the way through Sunday. Um, each day, there was something different going on. It was different things. So my ex was like, I want to check this out. Because she thought that might be a good thing to do. And see, she was she didn't work. Um, she was home um, all day. And she said, I think this is something we might want to look at. And, you know, she, you know, she also had... Um, you know, she she was pretty good with teaching and so forth at the time. So we went down to this thing every day, Leonard. Um, Saturday was an all day thing. Uh, Saturday was the big day, and you went they you went to all these different uh, group sessions, and they told you all these different. And I felt like we were part of a secret society because it was a lot of people there, though. It really was a lot of people yeah. wanted to homeschool their kids. And it was a mixture of, of people, but mostly black people. Okay, it was interesting. <laughs> I didn't expect well, to see what, that. But, but now you said it was at Dell State, so it was at Dell State. Yes, it was at Dell State. But I didn't think, even with it being at Dell State, I didn't think I would see as many black people as I did. Gotcha. You know, as the, now keep in mind, it's a, at that time. You know, this we're talking about doing. Um, he was in school during the 90s. So, you know, so that was different day and time. Mm-hmm. And but it turned out to be the best move that we made because we got him. We got him in the program. We got him hooked up with uh, there was a, a feeder school that was set up, you know, through the um, homeschooling network that we were in. Got him in there and we got him. um he did it for three years until we felt he was ready to go back to school. And when we got him back in school, um, we found the perfect school for him. And he flourished. He flourished. Now the dude makes six figures and, uh, uh, you know, VP, you know, VP with a bank and all that stuff, you know, so he's doing very well. Uh, um, I, I, because I had the experience that I had with the homeschooling, I always say to myself, I think done right, it could be a a perfect thing depending on the children that you are trying to teach. Now, if you are just doing it for selfish reasons because you don't want to send your kids to school and that's it, it won't work. You got to be invested. You got to make sure that you spend the time with the children and you got to make sure you're teaching because if you don't, uh, it's not going to work out that well. A lot of the kids, and we've seen, we, I think we talked about a few uh, stories that parents had homeschooled kids, and they all go to college. They all do very well if they're done, if they're taught right and if it's put in a situation. Because a lot of the parents are, are nervous about sending their kids to school. And then, of course, we had the right. pandemic. We had the pandemic that didn't help either, you know, because the kids were basically home. And they were getting taught at home anyway via computer, um, linking up in these communal type situations. So 
I can see why it's become such a popular thing these days and people are pulling their kids out of these schools. And of course, now you don't have the stringent rules about, you know, pulling kids out of school and teaching them at home. Because right. back then there was a lot of rules about that. You had to be, there was, there were certain rules and regulations that we had to follow in order to make sure that we could still do that each and every year. So, um, I just thought it was interesting because of the day and time that we're in as to, um, especially with education, like you said, your kid, your kids come in and they spend their times in their room, you know, I mean, and then that's the average child anymore, you know, because they're, you know, they basically in electronic age and all they want to do is get on their electronics. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these kids don't even watch TV anymore. Yeah. I mean, my mine don't like regular TV. No. Now, if it's Netflix, Hulu, yeah, know, Amazon, yeah. Disney, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, regular TV? Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. My, my, I remember my oldest son used to tell the time by, he watched TV so much that he used to tell the time by the, when the TV shows would come on. So he would know when it was two o'clock because this show was on. He would know when it would be one o'clock because this show would be on, you know, that type of thing. So, now, you know, these kids aren't the only thing they're interested in is if it's streaming and it's popular and that type of thing. So, but um, I, I like to get some feedback on um, what people think about homeschooling, especially in today's day and time with everything that's going on in the world today. I can understand about wanting to make sure your children are safe, feeling more comfortable with them being at home, uh, especially with the germs and the diseases that are out there now. Um, of course, we're still dealing with COVID, all of that type of stuff. So I I can see why this would make sense for a lot of people to do this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I just thought that would be something to talk about and, and to bring up. So if you guys have feedback, definitely feel free to get back to us and let us know about that. But I just wanted to bring that story up and see how you guys felt about it. Okay, especially you educators out there, because uh, we have a lot of educators that listen to the show as well. So, okay. And I think that was our last story. So that brings us to Leonard's favorite spot, folks. Dave's Corner. (laughs) (laughs) He hates to admit it. So I say it for him. So that's not a problem. Um, You're, You're too kind, Dave. I know. I know. I know. I try, man. I try to keep you from having to you know, admit to that. Um, so here we are. Dave's Corner question today. Uh, if you could go back in time and uninvent something, what, well, some things, I should say, what three inventions would you erase from history? So there's these inventions, you know, there's been all kinds of things that have you know, been around for a long, long time. But what would be the three things that you say, hmm, we could have done without this, we could have done without this, we could have done without that. All right, Dave. So my first one is going to be the the whooping post. Oh, okay. You yeah. take it, you take it. Hey, deep. I, I am. Okay. I am. I'm, 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 I'm taking it deep. You know, for all my brothers okay. and sisters who, uh, you know, experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, second, 
I'm going to oh, go with wait, this. Hold on. You might want to explain what the whooping post is. Yep. So the whooping post or, well, yeah. So the whooping post, I guess, as we know it, and people may have different ideas. I'm thinking of it specifically when, um, you know, back in the day, maybe like in the 1800s, early 1900s, maybe even mid 1900s, when, um, there may be crimes that people say black people committed or maybe that they actually committed. They would be taken somewhere in the center of town where they had a whooping post. Um, Cause you know, they just got rid of the one in Dover. Um, they were kind of keeping it as a landmark, which is crazy. Um, but they would tie them up to the whooping post and they would whoop them in front of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I'd get rid of that. I would also uninvent slave ships. <laughs> so, 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 you know, Dave, um, your name would be, uh, uh, Dave Baco and my name would probably be, uh, <laughs> Lawabi. And, you know, yeah, we, you, you know, we, we'd be yeah. in Africa, which is one of the richest in, in material continents. You know, in, in the in the world, yeah, and then my owning, last owning, wait, owning a cement mm-hmm. company, right? <laughs> hey, what? Owning a cement company, right? Yeah, you know something, <laughs> owning something, or you know, maybe um, may, maybe those magic rocks that uh produce yeah. electricity. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my last one would probably be. And this is gonna be up for all all the newer age parents out there. Flying. Okay. Well, and I why say that? slime because Dave, if you ever had a kid play with that slime, that slime get everywhere, and it's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Uh, do Do you guys make slime? No, but there was a fade maybe about a year or two years ago where everybody was doing slime. And what they used to do is they would, they wouldn't make it in their little bowls and containers. They get like the real porcelain bowls that we eat cereal out of and stuff like that. And then they put them in the sink. So in the sink would be remnants oh of slime God. or, yeah, yeah. It was nasty. Yeah. They'd leave it in, they'd leave it in the car and it'd run onto the seat and then it'd get hot and it's like, yeah, no, slime was that was terrible. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I can't I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that at all. Okay. All right. Let me see. Day? Okay. One of the things that are first and foremost, and it's not so much, you know, one of those inventions that you can, you know, you can touch. But it was something that that it was invented that we we're still dealing with and uh, that we don't need really, and that's taxes. <laughs> oh <laughs> you know? yeah, Dave, do away with them, please. <laughs> do away yeah, with them. That, Get rid of Dave. No, my, I, I, I won't <laughs> even mention how much I owe right now from prior years. Yes, get rid of yeah, uninvented taxes. Yeah, taxes. I think everybody would agree with. Well, Donald Trump definitely, but he don't pay his anyway. Uh, so the 
Yeah, because you know when that was invented, it was only supposed to be for a short period of time, and and you know, and of course they made a stick, and you know, and you could actually get around paying them if, but you just got to be smart about it. But that's a whole nother story. But taxes definitely would be the first and foremost thing I would get rid of um, if I can go back in time and do it. Um, the next thing. I had a couple of things going around in my mind. Um, the next thing would be wait, hold on. What, what I want to say first: rock and roll music. Really, <laughs> Dave? They got some classic rock and roll songs. I know, but but I'm talking about the hardcore rock, the oh, hard hardcore rock. stuff. Yeah, okay. the hard rock, man. Yeah, the hot, hard rock. Now, I, yeah, let me clarify. The hard rock. I just never understood mm -hmm. the purpose. I mean, I know so it's like, hype, I, you know, people use my heavy metal music. Yeah, heavy metal. That's where I was going. Yeah. Uh, heavy metal. I just never got it, never understood why people, people find that as music. I mean, all it is is loud guitar playing and drums and. And it just never made any sense. People screaming. That's what it seemed to be. It's a, a <laughs> bunch of people screaming. A bunch of um, people screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that would be my next thing. And my third thing, let's see. Um, racism. Oh, okay, Dave. You said I went deep. You, you went deep. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's something I don't think we can ever get rid of. But if we can go back in time to where it all started, where, like where we start? had, I know, but we knew, we would need a DeLorean to be able to find it, Leonard. We would need to use right. Marty McFly's car to go back and find it um, from Back to the Future. And we would just have to drive around until we found the first time somebody said, I don't like you because you look different than me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Uh, that probably happened as soon as the first slave ship came over here, right? right. You know, and they saw, and, and that area saw people that didn't look like them. If we can go back to that point and change the conversation, change the actions where everybody just got along and we could rewrite, because we can rewrite history right then and there. That would be the number one thing in my mind that now, of course, that would change a lot of history in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And hopefully for the better. But that would be the, the number one thing, racism. Right. You, let me tell you, what, one thing I think is so funny about racism, or so, I mean, not funny, funny, but funny, is that if I've, humans are the only are the only ones who consider themselves better or worse, smarter or less smart based on color. So, you know, I always think about this, Dave. When you see 
a brown cow and then see a spotted cow and then see a white a white cow. Do you They're all think, right together. They're yeah, all do, right do, together. Do you ever think, okay, that brown cow is not as smart as the white cow or the spotted cow is better than the, I mean, you know, it's just so funny that, you know, we can all look at each other and see that we are all humans, but then people want to distinguish, okay, like the color of my skin. Okay. Um, you know, even, even dogs, <laughs> you know, how, how many different colors of dogs are there, you know, Oh, yeah. colors. Different yeah, different the different sizes, all kinds of different things. Yeah. Dogs. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, well, that's any nobody... animal, but think about this, Leonard. Well, hold, hold, on, any, hold, any... hold on, hold on, I, hold on. I, 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 okay. Quick. All right. All right. Yeah. No, you on no, the roll? Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody's out there saying, "Oh, you know, um, you know, I, I don't buy black dogs. You know, I don't buy brown dogs. I mean, you know, everyone has a, a preference, but but I mean, it's just so weird how how we are, and we get to humans. Oh no, y'all are dumb. You know, or uh, it's just so crazy. You know the difference between us and animals, Leonard, and 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 why animals don't seem to have racism. The only hmm. the only issues that that um, animals have with each other is that whole circle of life thing, where yeah, you know, you know, yeah, because of you know the way that is set up as far as the ecosystem for them to 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 survive. You know what I mean, as far as the circle of life. But it never normally has anything to do with what they look like or whatever the case may be. And the best thing, the best example that you can put out there in reference to why animals don't seem to have that prejudice that we have and the racism involved is because they can't talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? They can't say to each other, hey, I don't like the way she looks or I don't like the way he looks. Or whatever the case may be, they have their way of communicating. But you know, if you know, we had a Doctor Doolittle. Who, if all of us were Doctor Doolittle, we could talk to the animals. Then I'm sure they have a lot to say. But they're probably yeah. going to say to us, "Why do you guys not like each other right. as much as you do?" You know, you see one look. We see it every day. You look up in the sky. There's a bunch of birds flying together. They don't know each other, I'm sure. And they mm-hmm. ain't all the same kind of birds. But you see them in a flock. And they're going right. all in the same direction. You don't see anybody trying to 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 cut the line or whatever the case may be. I always thought that was fascinating watching, you know, a bunch of birds just flying across the sky together like that. Because you know it started out with just a few birds or mm-hmm. one or two birds, and then they just started joining forces with each other and just started flying together. Right. So we can't do that because you you can't look if you and I start walking down the street. How many people you think are going to follow us down the street? Right. You know, and especially if we're in a in a different part of town, they're they're probably going to be following us to get rid of us. For you know, as opposed to following us just because they should just join in with what what we're doing, like the birds do. So, racism definitely is a problem. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that if we could find, it, it, it'd be nice if we could find the first moment that it happened here 
in the world, period. Yeah. I mean, because it's racism all over. You heard uh, Idris Alba talking the other day, uh, mm -hmm. uh, not wanting to be classified a black. Uh, right. Black man. A black man. Yeah. And then Boyega, John Boyega coming back behind him saying, what is he talking about? And he's from the same, you know, he's a, one of his fellow countrymen saying, yeah. you know, you can't say that. But you ain't gonna you ain't gonna turn down any of these parts that are being thrown at you as a black man, you know. Even though right. you're trying to run from them, you know. So it's just this is this is what we're where we're having. So that that yeah, that would be my that would be my uh, my three. With the last one being racism. Got so okay. All right. So no. Yeah, so there you have it, folks. Those are our choices. Um, let us know what your choices would be. Um, I'm looking forward to reading some of the feedback that you guys might have in reference to that. And let us know what you would get rid of and what you felt um, would be the most important three things to get rid of. All right, there you have it. Our news and trends show for um, for tonight. Um we will be joining you again on Friday for our weekend roundup. Um, keep in mind it's uh, Black History Month. If you guys are, if you see any nice um, events that are going on Black History wise, I encourage everyone to try to get to some of these events. They've been doing some nice events around in Delaware. So just try to make sure you join in and check them out. And tune in to News and Trend on Friday because we've been doing our Black History talks as well. Um, so you might learn something if you listen to us. Okay. Anything you want to add, sir? Yep. I just want to wish everybody a, a great week, a happy Valentine's Day, and, and check us out. Oh, on yeah, Friday. that's right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. I, I know, David. Yeah. You, 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 you're about to get us in trouble <laughs> with all the ladies who listen. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And, um, you know, uh, guys, we got Valentine's Day today. And then we got, uh, what's next? Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. They get all the good mm -hmm. days, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. And we're going to say good evening. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night. next week ladies and gentlemen for another edition of news and trends with your host dave and lynn